and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Marbles podcast. I'm your host, Brittany. And I'm your host, Andres. Today is brand new Monday, December 11th, 2023. Andres, what's happening, man? Not much. Just almost halfway through December, which means the counting towards the end of the year has officially started. How about you, Rishen? What's up with you? I know we usually complain about the weather, but this time I'm going to reverse gears and say that I've been enjoying the weather lately because it hasn't been too cold. In fact, yesterday it was plus 12. I'm so really enjoying this weather. I feel climate change-wise, it's kind of scary because in December, usually we have snow or colder days. Um, but this year, it's slightly I'd say. Otherwise, it's going well, Andres. You know, looking at the end of 2023 into 2024, I think... Lots of things are happening, but the usual. That's true. That's true. Gonna the weekends and the days start getting packed with a lot of holiday things. So, Brishang, what did you learn this week? So this week, I learned a couple things about the country Rwanda. Uh, I'm sure we all know a lot of things about that, especially you know big genocide that happened there. But I, one cool thing that I learned about Rwanda was you know there's I think there's over 13 million people living in Rwanda which is quite populated. Like, I, I didn't think it was that much, but it is 13 million. In Canada and, like, you know, a lot of provinces, we are banning, you know, plastics. Rwanda, you know, ahead of the curve, and they banned it in 2008. And most of the time, paper bags, or biodegradable bags made of cassava or banana. So, pretty cool. That's amazing. Pretty incredible. I didn't know that about them. Yeah, exactly. This, you know, it, it's things like when you see like in Canada, you know, just doing it now, but then other places, even like Nepal, India, South Asia, you know, like I'm sure Mexico has something similar, but we don't have like, like there's disposable plates, but in the villages, a lot of people use like banana leaves to make plates and bowls to use to like, you know, so more sustainable and environmentally friendly. So I know we pat ourselves in the back here in Canada when we do one thing, right? But I think around the world, there's so many cool things like that. The more you learn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How about you, Andres? What did you learn last week? Uh, this past week, what did I learn about this past week? Uh, this past week, I just learned a little bit more about um, trying to learn a little bit more about the Alberta healthcare system, just because there's always news going up in Alberta. So they're going through, apparently they're going to be do an entire overhaul of their system. So delve a little bit and to understand what the system looks like right now. And yeah, just a good old um, understanding of Canadian healthcare system, but more specifically in Alberta. Nothing too interesting, I would say. <laughs> like, it's not like, oh, my God, it's very niche. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting to know that even though we're covered by what's called a Canadian healthcare, and it's free healthcare, like universal healthcare, each province has its own system, and every system is very different. You know, that's something I wanted to talk about in one of the future episodes. It's because I think... I. I mentioned this on a previous episode, or maybe not, but you know how the, we have like health cards and licenses. I think a license and health card should be Canada wide and not tied to the province. I think it just makes it easier when you move around and stuff. But I think that's we'll save that topic for a later date. Absolutely. 
So, Prashant, what are we talking about this week? So this week, Andres, we have, you know, the holidays coming up. So lots of people are going to be off at home with their family, friends, loved ones, or even by themselves with their pets, whatever. And we're going to have lots of free time to watch movies. And this week, we're we'll talking about Pixar movies because I feel like, why not, right? Like Pixar movies, who doesn't have a good Pixar I know. Pixar is just a classic, especially when it comes to family time. Exactly. So I guess starting right off the bat, Andres, what was the last Pixar movie you watched? The last Pixar movie in what? In like in terms of like the newest, latest that I've watched or the latest I'm watching date? Yeah, like the newest that has come out that you've watched, I guess. The most recent. Um, I guess for me, the newest I've watched uh, was Turning Red. I, yeah, Turning Red was the last newest Pixar movie uh, I've watched. How about you, Prashank? Yeah, interesting. I was just looking at the list of Pixar movies, and I think the last one I actually watched was Toy Story 4, so that was 2019. Um, since then, uh, I think there's been one, two, three, four, five, six movies, and I haven't watched them. I, ha- I am behind on my Pixar movies. Um, I think that's just how it has been over you know, COVID. I haven't really watched that much movies, but yeah, there's so many movies that I just haven't seen. I've seen like the commercials for it, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it. Well, well, yeah, I thought I was behind, but like you're further behind than I am. Yeah, I think I, I do love Pixar movies, don't get me wrong, but I think you should, especially because like I look at the dates when it came out. So Onward uh, came out March 2020, Soul came out December 2020, Luca June 2021, Turning Red March 2022, Lightyear June 2022, and then Elemental was June 2023. So, you know, the last, I would say three years, three and a half years, there's been six movies kind of fallen behind, but ever since i was thinking about this episode i did want to watch it so it is on my list don't don't hate me for that but it is on my list so out of all those ones which ones which one does it look like oh i have to watch this one i think elemental i know that's the most recent one and i've seen the ads for it way more so definitely that's on my the top of my list and same with lightyear because you know you know we all love buzz lightyear classic um toy from toy story and even Luca, I know Luca, I've heard good things about Luca. So I'm going to list that up listing all the movies, but I think most people are at the top of my list. Fair. No, all of those. Um, they're very, I guess it's just, they're, they're, I don't know how to call it, but um, Pixar movies are just like, each movie, it's, I would say it's one of its kind. It really has its own plot. Um and yeah, they're very unique and heartwarming in a way. Absolutely. So I guess with Andres, what is your favorite, top, okay, not favorite, but top three Pixar movies of all time? And I know we might have some, but that's okay too. Okay, so for me, I, I would say on my top three, uh, it's hard because honestly, I do love um most um pixar movies i wouldn't say there's not one that i would be like oh no this is not a good movie from pixar i think all pixar movies are great um so it makes it very tough but i would say for me one that i really really enjoy of course is uh of course it's coco that just because it has to do with dia de los muertos so uh, it really always touches um a feeling uh for me, just because it's pretty close to home. I uh, guess also on that list, it would have to be Cars. I 
And I mean, I could separate it by the different movies for cars, but I just really enjoy the cars franchise. I find it very unique, very fun. And I guess for the third one, that one is a tough, it's tough to decide. Because uh, Turning Red was fantastic, the entire concept of it, and then based in Toronto, well, it's supposed to be happening in Toronto, so also makes it fun. But I would say just to go with a classic, I would say Ratatouille. Uh, Ratatouille is just one of those movies that I can always watch. I really enjoy it. I don't know the entire premise of it. Um, yeah, it's just kind of cute and adorable. So I would say those are um, those are I would say the top three. Even though, well, like I said, I enjoy all Disney Pixar movies. How about you, Brishank? What 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 are you, what's in your top three? Yeah, I agree with you. It's very tough to movies. Like you know, I was I was starting to make my list, and then I I find another movie. I'm like, wait, this is actually this one's much better than this one. And I was trying to come up with a ranking system, but it was just so tough. But I think for me, and I know I think a lot of people agree with this too. So I'm not it's not an unpopular opinion by any chance or by any means. But Wally is definitely my number one movie, just because. The you know the plot of it and the setting and just how it's such a unique concept that Pixar brought and I remember back when it came out watched it I like absolutely loved it absolutely loved it so Wally's num- number one number two I would have to say is Up that's another very classic one um, I think a lot of people do love Up as well it's one of those where it's it's you know it is sad but for the most part it teaches you good life lessons and. Overall, just a really good Pixar movie. And last one, you know, I was going to say Ratatouille, but for the sake of being different, Andreas, I'm going to say Monsters, Inc., because that's also a very classic movie, Monsters. I think, to be honest, I can't remember if the first ever movie I watched um, from Pixar was Toy Story or Monsters. I want to say it's Monsters, and that's probably like Pixar universe. Um, and just the whole premise of Monsters is pretty funny and pretty cool, so I would say those three are my top three but obviously like you said it's very 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 hard the movies it is very hard like i said they're just like the way they create movies um you know it's it's i just enjoy the entire like there's a good storytelling the plot fully develops there's some movies that you're just like ah maybe we'll develop or not but they will finally develop pretty good um Usually also with sequels, you know, um, usually sequels don't tend to be as good as the original movie. Sometimes it happens also with Pixar, but I would say most of the sequels of the Pixar movies so far, they've hold their end of the bargain, right? Um, so it's just very fun. And there's always like that. What I like about Pixar movies, especially nowadays, is that even though they seem like targeted towards children or because they're more on the animated side and more playful colorful there's i don't know there's always that element also added for um for older populations uh which is um which is very enjoyable i would say yeah i was just gonna say that actually so like when you watch pixar movies as a kid it's most of the time it's like some goofy you know character cartoon characters that you really enjoy but then if you rewatch the same movies as older person i feel like 
you can see a really different side of the Pixar movie that you don't really see before because the the emotional connections that they put in the movies, you know, and the you know even the learning aspect and the discovering self inward, like discovering yourself in these movies mm-hmm. or just the message that the movies send that by the end of the movies, I feel like it's completely different when you're older versus younger. So I think it's really cool to see that perspective as well because, you know, like say up when you watch it as a young person, you're going to see it completely different as if you were to watch it as like a 20, 30 year old or maybe even when you're older. Yeah, exactly. There's more like hidden messaging sometimes uh, in the movies that of course as a kid, they go over your head. But I guess it's part of that trying to bring everyone together into into the movies, trying to offer something for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the best part about Pixar movies. And you can tell also by like the rankings or the Rotten Tomato um, ratings, I guess, because I'm just looking at that, you know, Toy Story has 100% rating. Um, and then like, I think the lowest one I'm looking at it right now, it's Cars 2, which was kind of a miss. I think they gave that a 40%. But other than that, everything else is above mm-hmm. 65 to 70% above that, which just speaks to how amazingly they make these Pixar movies, you know, whether it's from the messengers or even just the animation style themselves or the characters, the plot, whatever it is. It's just, it's a whole, mm-hmm. like, it, it, they do a really good job with it. Yeah, they do. I, like I said, it's part of that story building. And I think it's just... Even watching a documentary is about Pixar and their process of like story making. It goes back to, I would say, to the principles of how animation story, animated movies are done, but also the way of like storytelling. And, you know, it all starts with um, um, uh, storyboarding. So like making those sketches and everything. So they really own and hone into that process. And I think that really helps. It values the input that goes into into creating uh, a good movie and just hitting different things. And I guess lately they've really done a good job at highlighting in a very subtle way but very important way aspects or um, conflicts or issues or dilemmas that... Uh, we are facing uh, as a society, which I find n- not most movies do, or some comp- big companies are afraid to take a stand on that. Absolutely, and you know it is it's cool to see, especially from like a kid, like what is known as a kid movie, right? Like other movies, yeah, they have their messages and deeper meanings, and it's usually catered towards mm-hmm. older audiences. But with Pixar movies, no matter who's watching it, you're gonna get a you're going to get an overall message, but then you might get some deeper meanings on how you look at things. And I think that's the coolest part because, like, you know, it is catered towards younger crowds for the most part. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's their, their market, right? Especially now that they're, uh, that it's been Disney Pixar for a while now is that aspect that, of course, your target population are going to be children, but in a certain way, that also talking about Disney Pixar is understanding that Pixar uh, was its own entity beforehand, right? And then they joined forces with it, the, like they became part of Disney. But 
it's just nice to see that even throughout the many years they've been together, Pixar still keeps its authenticity. Like, you know how to... Uh, sometimes it might be hard to differentiate nowadays a Disney Pixar movie from what a Pixar... Like, from a, just a Disney movie, right? But uh, you can still see sometimes the ma- like the Pixar elements in some of them. Yep, absolutely. And the other thing I really like... With a lot of movies, you know, like sequels and cinematic universes such as Marvel, DC, over time people do get fatigued and you see it heavily with Marvel movies these days, you know, especially after Endgame, Marvel, like it's still doing really good, but the ratings have been going down and I think people generally are just getting tired of it. But with Pixar movies, I don't think they lose, because they don't really lose that. Um, Less and less people might be watching it, but again, I don't have the stats to back that up. I'm just, you know, using it as an example, but... What I'm trying to get at is people, I don't think, really have expectations for Pixar movies like they do superhero movies because, you know, your Pixar movies, you're just going to go for a good time, maybe some emotional crying or laughing or whatever it is. You're just going to go for a good time and you don't have these, like, high expectations. You know what's going to be good. If it's not good, you're going to be like, oh, oh well, that's fine. Like, you're not going to hate on it or anything like you would a Marvel movie or any of the other sequels, trilogies to anything. But I think that's really unique because even you know i think the first pixar movie it came out back in what 1995 like that and you know that's as old as i am so almost 30 years and you know there hasn't been a really really bad movie besides maybe cars 2 um but besides that like there's been no disappointments overall well, I think it, when it comes back to like um, that each movie is its own thing, right? Even though there's this entire um, this entire thing that you know, I don't know if you've heard of it, Bruchang, but the entire Pixar theory mm-hmm. um, that means that everyone is, uh, that every movie in a certain way is connected. And that there are Easter eggs in each movie from other movies, which is very interesting. It's an interesting theory uh, that people put out there. Uh, who knows if it's true or not? Only Pixar will ever tell if that's the actual truth. Which is true is that they do have Easter eggs from other movies within their movies, uh, which is fun if you're trying to look out for them. But the entire this like the entire Pixar uh, universe theory, I guess. No one will ever know, but people can just uh, theorize about it. But it's interesting that there's this thing that people can rile back uh, up and be like, oh, yeah, we're going to make all of this happen. And this is how it's going to happen. And this is how Toy Story is related, uh, how it connects all the way to turning red and then inside out, which just as a regular folk, uh, you don't see the connections between all the stories. But each story is unique. Uh, Each story has its own thing. And I guess nowadays they've been developing into a little bit more abstract things, right? Like at the very beginning, like it's very simple, the concept of cars talking or toys being alive, right? But lately tackling things like right now a lot of what they're doing is looking at like emotions so you know something such an abstract concept that's like your thoughts or your emotions looking at them being translated into like an inside out or in soul or now with elemental um just seems very like 
they how they can bring something concepts very abstract nowadays into very tangible for the for the kids. Yeah, exactly. And I'm so glad you brought up the Easter eggs because I was just looking those up. And every time you know that comes on my mind, I fall down this rabbit hole of Easter eggs and connections on Pixar movies because some of the things that people find in these movies, not just these movies, but any movies really when there's those like universes it's pretty cool because they see so many things and sometimes it's only in the frame for like you know two seconds but people still pick it up and it's really cool because there are so many connections and obviously you know it's like you said it's not 100 percent confirmed it is if it's all part of the same universe or not but to imagine that it is and just a chronological not how the movies came out but rather what it would be in real life if the things did happen it's pretty cool to think and it's just it brings another sense of your you know imagination side because you can start to piece all these different parts of the puzzle together and then get a bigger picture and in the end i know if they probably don't won't have like a final movie for a pixar movie but if they do some like crossovers um it'd be really cool to see like how they would incorporate different crossovers yeah, that will be very interesting. I don't know if Pixar would ever crossover like that. I mean, I guess they will have had too many opportunities nowadays to do so. But it's just interesting because uh, for you and me, it's like Pixar has been this part of basically, literally as we were growing up, we're growing up with Pixar movies besides Disney movies. But Pixar movies were really at least for myself, part of, like, the things that I would watch while growing up. And, I like, I never feel like, oh, I am ashamed of watching Pixar movies as a 29-year-old. I never do that. I guess it's because it's, you know, uh, sometimes it's even us. I remember, well, I think it was uh, for Toy Story 3 or Toy Story 4. I don't remember. I think it would have been Toy Story 4. Pretty sure it was Toy Story 4. Uh, or three I don't remember one of the two of them anyways the point of it is like going into the theaters to watch it like yeah there were kids line up but there were also a lot of young adults like a lot of millennials and parents going to watch the new Toy Story movie I think it was Toy Story 3 actually um, because we had grown up with Toy Story and Toy Story was like a huge part of our life and Toy Story 3 seemed to be the culmination of this story about toys. And we could relate to Andy in a certain way. So it's just like some other children movies. I will be like, ooh, I watch this and this is kind of like a guilty like a guilty pleasure. But with Pixar movies, I don't I think a lot of us as millennials, <laughs> uh, we don't feel ashamed of watching any of those. Yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's cool because, you know, I think we're the perfect, like, age group that has grown up with the Pixar movies. And as they come out, you know, and more and more, I'm sure that I can almost guarantee it, they're not going to stop making those anytime soon. Because if you look at the list for the upcoming ones, there's Inside Out in 2024, LO in 2025, and then there's, there's two more in 2026. And I'm sure there's going to be so much more beyond that. It's It's another part of our, you know, childhood that we've grown up with and that will continue to grow up as we get into adults and I'm sure we'll get it you know we'll get our kids into it we'll get other people into it so it's just one of those things that we've truly have grown up with it 
Yeah, well, also talking about that, about like there's already future releases. I think what I found very nice about Pixar, and I mean, na until now, why you haven't really thought about it, it's that they're not pumping, uh, they're not really pumping movies out. You know, it's one or two movies usually per year uh, since like a little while now. It's one or two movies and that's, that said, they're not really always like pumping movies like other movies, like movie studios. And I think that's what makes the product that Pixar puts out very one, very authentic, but also very, very good. That, like you said, like in Rotten Tomatoes, most of them have pretty good, pretty good reviews. And like they're very loved by everyone. Like, um, and I think part of it is just the quality that you can see with it, but also that um, they're just not pumping animated movies to pump them out. They look they look like they truly want a good product out there for everyone to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you. I think it with Pixar movies, it's definitely about the quality and not the quantity. And even quantity, like, you know, it is more than normal movies, but I guess with Pixar, they can get away with it because it's, you know, it's it's not something serious. Like there are serious aspects of it, but you don't have to take it from a serious point of view. You can just go relax. You can put it on while you make cookies over Christmas, or you're doing other things in the background. You know, just it's it's just a good time watching Pixar movies. It is, and I think with Pixar, when it comes to that quality and watching the documentaries about them and everything, and I know, for example, for Monsters, um, for Monsters Inc. and Monsters University later on. For Sully, for example, like they take their they do take their animation to the next level. So, for example, in Monsters, uh, in the Monsters Juniors, uh, Sully's hair is like every single hair is one by one. It's not like a compilation of it. It is one by one the way the movement works, and I think that it speaks to the quality. I also know, like for example, for Ratatouille, uh, in order like in the very first couple of scenes when Remy goes down into the sink, they actually tested out what that looks like in real life. So like when they're putting it on an animation, it looks close to being realistic. But that's, once again, it's because they put the time uh, to understand what thing, how things happen in real life, how it will look like on the animation world. And for example, uh, another example for me that really speaks to kind of like how Pixar and their work ethic and everything is when it comes to Coco. Um, I love it. There's a lot of like movies that have played out Dia de los Muertos or like Mexican history and all of that. Uh, and of course, in Coco, there's a couple of tropes, but the way they respect the holiday overall, the meaning of the holiday, the holiday. Um, how it's done in the smaller villages and the smaller towns in Mexico, uh, and just the symbolism in many items that go through the holiday. Like knowing that they went through that entire research, they went down, experienced the holiday, what it meant, and all of that. It really translated into the movie, uh, and I think pretty sure the for same for um, for turning red, understanding some of those cultural aspects and. Pixar just doesn't do something to like, oh, we're just gonna have to do it. They they take their time, they put their effort into really making things good. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, overall, I don't know what you Andres, but I do really look forward to Pixar movies coming out. I know that kind of sounds bad because I haven't watched the recent ones, but it's, it's still on the, you know, my mind. I do want to watch it. Um, always looking forward to a good Pixar movie, whether it's rewatching old ones or looking forward to new ones. Yeah, well, there's always a new one coming out like every year. And everything is like an interesting topic. And it's just a good time, like a very chill time. And like you said, if you don't want to put that much thought into it, you can just watch and relax. But if you really want to look into it and like the deeper meanings they have, absolutely un a joy to watch. Exactly. So Andres, any of you uh, remaining thoughts about Pixar movies? Any recommendations? Anything? Um, I think, honestly, Pixar is one of my favorite animating uh, studios. Uh, like... I really enjoy everything. Like, I think I made it clear. Uh, I think a couple of underrated ones, I would say. Uh, like, you know, uh, I know The Good Dinosaur might not be everyone's favorite, but I really enjoy it. It's very kicky, uh, very, like, and also a different part of everything. Um, and of course, like the classics, like, I know. Because it hasn't had a sequel, it's not that talk much about because it's very one of the first ones from Pixar, but a box live, always a classic. Uh, if there could be a sequel to a box live, that would be incredible because we haven't heard about a box live in a very long while. Well, we have heard uh, from other early from other early movies like to Toy Story, Finding Nemo, The Incredibles. So Maybe we should petition for a sequel for Bucks Live. <laughs> How about you, Brishank? What are your final thoughts on Pixar? Um, yeah, so for myself, I think I'm just going to end the episode by saying I really do need to catch up on some movies. I haven't watched a lot of picks, so before the end of the year, I'm going to try to watch them. I do have so many things I want to watch, but I think Pixar movies, like I said, I can just put it on the background. Oh. I will watch those and get back to those. Maybe it'll change my rankings. Maybe it won't. But nonetheless, I think all in all, Pixar movies are just a good time for, you know, whether you're by yourself, with your pets, with your friends, family, whoever you're with, it's just a good time to watch Pixar. It is indeed. I really enjoy them, especially during the holidays. It's always fun to watch them. Hey, so, Andres, what are you looking forward to for the upcoming week? For the upcoming week, what I'm looking forward to, um, just doing a little bit more Christmas things around the city. There's a couple of markets I want to look at, Christmas markets. Um, so maybe the days I have to go into the office, maybe I'll go and uh, after work go to them. Uh, but other than that, that's uh, maybe decorating my apartment this year for Christmas. I think that would be nice. So that means getting a Christmas tree. So now the debate is, do I get a, an artificial one or do I get a real one? I don't know. I'll have to look into that also because I don't know if Christmas trees are good for dogs. But anyways, just uh, getting into the spirit of the holidays. How about you, Brishank? Um, This week, I'm looking forward to honestly. I don't know what this week just work i guess just going to work more enjoying this nice little warm weather we're having the weather's supposed to remain this this level for the next couple of weeks this week i'm not doing too much next week i am going to boston for a couple just for the weekend because it is christmas and you know boxing day so i'll go there but this week i'm just 
Honestly, the only thing I'm looking forward to for this week is getting paid so I can pay off my bills. <laughs> Fair then, enough. That's how you know you're an adult when you're excited for payday. Yeah, well, when you have your bills lined up and you know this paycheck goes to this bill, this paycheck goes to this other bill. Uh, I just hate adulting, don't you? Yes, I do. I'm not a big fan of it, but it is what it is. Absolutely. So, Andreas, if our listeners want to reach out to us or talk to us about Pixar movies, how can they do so? So, you can reach out to us on Instagram to Average Brambers Podcast. We're there. You can reach us out also in our personal ones. If you want to share your thoughts about Pixar movies, what you think about Pixar, what's your favorite Pixar movie, uh, what's your least favorite one? Because, I mean, all of them are good. So, what comes at the bottom of the list? But other than that, we're always there to strike a conversation. Absolutely. Like always, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or crappy stuff, reach out to us, talk to us about anything. You know, if you want to be on a future episode, talk to us, let us know. We'll be happy to talk to everyone. Absolutely. But other than that, thanks again for tuning in into the into any uh into another episode of the Two Average Bombers podcast. And yeah, I hope everyone is getting into the holiday spirit. Uh, with whatever uh, whichever holiday you celebrate throughout this time if you don't celebrate any still getting time to spend with your family um, or anyone who is celebrating Hanukkah uh, wishing you all uh, happy holidays um, and enjoying time with family because that's what the holidays are about absolutely so you know, like always just be safe party responsibly and we'll catch you on the next episode bye